I just want to do God's will. What you're seeking is a blessing from God. You must expect a miracle. You have the power of choice. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to Life Today Live. I have a question for you today on this Monday. Uh, are you in control? Do you ever feel like you're out of control? Uh, you know, I, hey, we just went through COVID. I know some places are still heavily affected by that. Talk about not feeling like things are in control. And, of course, inflation. I mean, there's all sorts of external things. But, you know, you, you could we could ride through that, I think. But if you feel like you're losing control inside, it doesn't matter how great the economy is, how at peace the world is, it's chaos. I have another question for you. Do you really want to be the one in control, or is there a better solution? Judy, good to have you here today. If you guys are watching live, you're invited to be a part of the conversation. Today's guest is Joanna Weaver, and she has a book that drops in just a couple weeks, so you're getting this nice and early, and we'll tell you about some special deals a little bit later. It's called Embracing Trust, and this is one of those, if you've been around the church at all, we like to talk about this. But it can be very difficult to do. So what do you need to know to help you? Because the reality is, if you can really trust God, it will radically change your life. So stick around, hit share, hit like, hit follow if you haven't done that. And welcome with me, Joanna Weaver, to Life Today Live. Joanna, good to have you. Uh, It's great to be with you. Thank you for having me on. So where where do we even start here? Because... It's, easy. it's one thing to say it, you know, try to trust God. And it's a great bumper sticker. It looks great on the wall, but it's not as easy to actually do on a daily basis. Oh, absolutely. And I think the reason is because in our fallen DNA, we're wired to distrust. I mean, in a way, that was the sin that got Adam and Eve kicked out of the garden was distrust. The enemy sowed doubt, you know. Is God really as good as you think he is? Well, Maybe he's one. withholding something good from you. And so when Adam and Eve bought that lie, um, distrust or ushered fear into the world. Um, all of a sudden they were naked and afraid and they hid. And, and I think even as Christians, if we're not careful, we can find ourselves following, almost defaulting to fear rather than faith. It, we have to choose a different way of life but that's what's so beautiful about the holy spirit is that's what he came to do Mm. is to help us choose a different response but i think too often we just kind of react to situations and circumstances rather than even considering there might be a different choice but but come on now let's be honest look at the world look at what's going on i have i have reason to fear i'm justified in my fear How do we deal with those very real things that are out there? Absolutely. And I think that that's what's so beautiful about Jesus. He never asked us to be in denial. Hmm. He said, in this world, you're going to have trouble. Hmm. I think the problem is we're just shocked by the fact (laughs) that it really is a hard world. Uh, I, I always think, you know, why didn't the Lord just push reset? Why didn't he just start all over? But instead, he chose to use this pattern, this fallen world that we set up by our own disobedience. But if we'll allow him, he he wants to harness those difficulties of life to actually draw us closer to him. 
And so in this time, you know, I, I think, boy, the enemy is just trying to sow fear in our hearts. Um, we've got all the conspiracy theories. We've got all of the stuff that is real. I mean, it's right there and it's like, oh my goodness. There's like, feels almost like there's been just this unleashing of an, another whole level of evil that if we're, if we're not responding in a biblical manner, or if we're not allowing the Lord to help us respond in faith rather than fear, we're, we're consumed by it. And we buy the lie that somehow our fear is going to help us. I, I come from a long line of Swedish warriors. You know? <laughs> so that's, that's how I lived. Like why worry? Why pray when you can worry? And yet worry has done nothing for me. It really doesn't. Like Jesus said, it can't add anything to your life. It only takes away. So we're, we're faced with a, a choice. Am I going to default to fear or am I going to default to faith? And, and I really believe the Lord wants to help us choose faith over fear. So are, are you suggesting that, that, that fear and worry would perhaps be enemies of trust? Would those well, be a couple of warning signs, you think? For me, it is. Yeah. For me, it is. Yeah. It, it's when that spiral, right? Like all of a sudden, I don't know about anyone else, but sometimes I can be doing really, even doing great with the Lord, but fear like sideswipes mm -hmm. me. Something happens. And like my first response, and I think it's okay that my first response is fear. God, God kind of wired us like sure. with survival instinct of, of, you know what they say, flee, fly, fight, flight, fly. fight, or freeze. And, and so some of that was survival. Mm. And yet when we bring that into our everyday life and make that our response, I feel like we're living at this, this level of tension where everything's fear and it doesn't take much to throw yeah. us off. Yeah. Yeah. Are there any other common signs that I have a trust issue when it comes to trusting God? Yeah. Well, I think the one thing is, is if I'm afraid to really surrender, right? Because mm -hmm. the thing is, it was distrust that got Adam and Eve kicked out of the garden, but it's trust that I believe is the key back to the garden, back to that intimate friendship with him and coming back under the umbrella of his provision and his protection and love. And so if, if there's something where like, mm, I love you, God. I, you know, I give you my heart, but I'm going to take care of the rest of me. That's probably the biggest sign that I've got a trust issue with the Lord. Um, if if I, you know, maybe I think sometimes our disappointment with the Lord, that yeah. he hasn't yeah. done what we thought he should do. Yeah. And how we navigate that disappointment can become a wedge in our hearts. Um, I know for me, when I start feeling myself getting spiritually cold, Sometimes it can be related back to a place where where I'm not really trusting the Lord and I'm believing the lie that it's all up to me. Uh, there there are so many signs, but I think when you strip away a lot of it, it really does come down to this issue. Will I trust you, Lord? Let me, let me ask you this, just from pers personal experience, from personal failure. I, I have found that uh, an easy mistake to make is to go, you know, I trust God with the big, really important things. Yes. But it's that's really not how it works. It's those daily little things yes. that, you know, that really make the difference. Do you, have you run into that? 
Oh, absolutely. You know, and I think the Lord is so kind that yeah. he does want to train us in the little pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole book is really kind of based on Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 that, you know, it's so many of our life verses. And yet, are we really living in trust? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. But in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. And so kind of just break that down in the book. And for me, it's can I acknowledge him in all my ways? Mm. For me, that's been a real crux. Yeah. Like not believing the lie that it's all up to me, not waiting for the big trauma and trial to invite him into the equation, but bringing him in each and every day, even to those little decisions, you know, when fear's triggered, Mm -hmm. you know, rather than letting fear trigger panic, let it trigger trust instead. And it is, I think, trust's a muscle, right? It's, Mm. It's a choice, a daily choice that we have to make. Sometimes I think we think that trust has to be a feeling, but it isn't. It really is a choice. Yeah. In fact, uh, I, I wrote about, you know, just as it isn't a sin to be tempted, neither is it a sin to be afraid. It's just what I do with that fear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're, that, you're, you're preaching one of my sermons now on the, on the temptation thing. And James will walk you through that if you don't understand. But we're all, we're all tempted. We don't even choose the way we're tempted. We all choose what yeah. we do with it. You know, uh, and in the same uh, trust, that, that's a big one. It's interesting that that part of Proverbs stuck out to you because in my life, I found out it, that it was when I hit stuff I just I couldn't make sense of the stuff that I could not understand. What am I going to do yeah. with it? And that's where I had to really learn to exercise that muscle and choose to trust because otherwise I'm the type of person that's my personality. I, I like to understand things. If I understand yeah. something, I'm more at peace with it. And there's just stuff I just don't understand. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that second phrase, do not lean on your own understanding and, and going back to the garden again, what was the temptation? Eat from the tree of the knowledge and good of evil mm-hmm. and you'll have power. What I find fascinating and disturbing at the same time is the very thing Satan tempted Adam and Eve with was the things that they already had. Hmm. He said, you'll be as God, you'll be in control. Well, they already were like God. You'll have knowledge of good and evil. Well, they had perfect knowledge of everything good and perfect. They didn't understand that in in unleashing evil, it was going to cause a whole world of hurt. Hmm. And so for me, it comes down to this. Sometimes I have to ask myself, wait a minute, Joanna, which tree are you eating from? Yeah. Is it the tree of understanding that until I understand, I cannot trust? Well, I'm eating from the wrong tree. Yeah. And I've got to go back to the tree of life that doesn't always answer my questions, but it's the tree that gives me the peace that That's I need. Good. Yeah. Well, that is, that is really good. That is good. Mm-hmm. Oh, let me ask you this. Um, do you find, and I know you do because it's so pervasive that, if, if we had a, a bad parent or bad parents mm-hmm. or no parents, that we project that human failure onto God. And because we had untrustworthy parents, you know, we right. didn't have parents to trust, we find that we have a real hard time with a heavenly father, especially using that terminology if you had a bad father. Right. You right. see that a lot? I think that it definitely affects us. But, you know, I have to go back to my own life 
And <laughs> honestly, I had the world's best parents hmm. and I still had trust issues with God. <laughs> so for me, I'm not sure it's so much a nurture issue as a nature, a lower nature yeah. issue that my lower nature, I call her my flesh woman. You know, she's like a 683 pound sumo wrestler chick <laughs> that is just fine as long as you do it her way. But the minute you cross her will, the minute she can't understand and she has not given pre-authorization to that particular action, mm. she freaks out. <laughs> and so I've had to come back to the point of where the Lord's just said, Joanna, I just, I, I just need you to trust me. And I'm not, I'm, I'm asking you to go all in with me with no promises, you know, no assurances that I'll do everything you want, or you'll even understand why I allow some things to come your way. I'm asking you to trust me. It's interesting. All of us want joy and peace. Isn't that the thing we're after? And isn't that the lack of joy and peace that makes us fear and not trust? And yet Romans 15, 13 says, may the God of peace, the God of hope cause you to overflow with joy and peace. But then it adds the key as you trust in him. Mm -hmm. So the thing that I'm looking for will never be found in understanding what I'm going through. Yeah. It's only going to be found in trust because there are just some things God's not going to answer this side of heaven. And I love that. I love that he can handle my questions, but here's the problem. Can I handle my questions? And if they become a wedge between me and the heart of God, then, then I've got an issue yeah. and I'm allowing, I'm, I'm exalting like, like Paul writes, you know, we need to demolish arguments and every lofty opinion that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Mm -hmm. And for me, trust is the quickest way to do that yeah. where I don't have to understand I choose to trust. I my my brain works with mental pictures oftentimes, and the way I kind of see this is is a child on the tenth floor of a burning building, out there <laughs> on the fire escape, and the fireman that's got that ladder yes. that goes up, and he's standing there saying, "Just reach out mm -hmm. and and let me take you." And a child, you got fear that's very very real, very justified. You got no understanding of how that ladder attached to that truck is going to hold anything. You don't yeah. know the training that the fireman's been through. And you have a sense of the danger of the fire, but you may not even know the urgency of getting mm. away from that building right now. And yeah. I think I feel that way a lot of times. And God's going, look, just reach out and yeah. let, let me carry you. And I'm going, but I, I, I just so much I don't get here. And yeah. I, I, you know, do I really know you? <laughs> you know, I know, right. I know you're in the God suit, but do I, do I really know this fireman here? You know, I, I don't know. Uh, how do we, how do we get beyond all of our stuff and, and mm -hmm. just really 100% trust? Cause you got to let go of that, that rail to get on right. the fireman's ladder, you know? Exactly. Oh, that's a, such a good picture. You know, as I was working on this book, uh, you know, I just really didn't want it to be Band-Aid, you know, like just trust Jesus. <laughs> right. Just, you know, because, yeah. you know, it's so trite to say just trust God, except that it's true. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. But how do how do we live that out? And so I was just asking the Lord, how do we how do we even navigate? I mean, 
all those pro the problem of evil and suffering you know if god's good why does he allow all of these things and so i think so many times we allow our questions to derail us before we ever begin to trust him and again it's the tree of knowledge you know if i can understand i can trust for for me i you know i was even asking the lord what comes first is it surrender and then we can trust or is it trust so we can surrender i think it's both <laughs> you know it's the chicken and the egg right yeah, yeah. and and it kind of depends on where does god have you right now is he asking you for surrender well as you surrender you're going to discover a deeper trust or is he asking you to trust that's going to lead you to a deeper surrender mm. and and i for me honestly I think that's the key question is, will I surrender all? That's what changed my life. Mm. Gave my heart to the Lord as a little girl, um, you know, experienced the Holy Spirit in a powerful way. And yet it wasn't until I was about 13 or 14 and Jesus said, I, I, I love that you love me, but I want all of you. Mm. I want you to go all in with me. And there were no promises of reward, no promises that I'd get what I'd want on the other side of surrender. But when I took that leap of faith into what felt like utter, utter dark, darkness, so afraid of the unending fall, I discovered his everlasting arms underneath me. Hmm. And I think so many times as Christians, we've, we've got heaven, but we don't have that living relationship here on earth. And we only trust the ones we know. Mm. And so as we pursue a deeper relationship with him, we come to know the God we can trust. But I found that I can't know the God I can trust until I surrender to the God I don't always understand. Yeah, and it 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 is admittedly hard. So if you're watching oh, and yes. you're thinking, I, I, I don't know, we get that, we get that. Yeah, yeah. But you know, uh, it's like that trust fall. You, you will, you will be caught because it's not some you know teenager standing there behind you. It's, it's the God of the universe. I want to show people your book, Joanna. Again, it's called Embracing Trust, and this one comes out in just a couple of weeks on the sixteenth, actually, of August. And it's August, if you can believe it. But uh, if you pre-order this guy, there's some a couple bonuses. Uh, tell me about those bonuses, and then I have another deep, yeah. deep question for you. You bet. Well, yeah, if you order before August on or before August 15th at embracingtrust.com, you can turn in your receipt to get a free audiobook, which is really cool. But then we've created a downloadable workbook for the back of the book study to take you deeper. I, I hope you get a lot out of my book, but I want to take you to the most important book, The Word of God. And then there's some beautiful printables and some other gifts that we have. Very nice. I had uh, the uh your, your joannaweaverbooks.com up but uh, if i could do it real quick i want to show people it, the it goes right yeah oh, it does goes, it go there it, it looks like that okay yeah i see that. it too okay so embracingtrust.com <laughs> either of those places will get you there and you can pick that up uh if you're like this is this is good this is helping me i want to go deeper uh, and get more trustworthy uh do check that out here's here's an interesting thing because you, you just talked about a thing that i think is huge which is surrender less of me more of him you know but yet your book is divided into two parts letting go and holding on what's yes. the holding on part 
You bet. You bet. Well, when I first work, started working on this book 20 years ago, <laughs> the working title was Letting Go and Trusting God, and God thought I needed more research. So I had to keep letting it go to work on other projects. But as I came back to it, I realized, you know, sometimes letting go feels like it's just this absolute passive thing. Okay, whatever, God, I'm just letting go. And I, I realized but on the other side of letting go is when we can really hold on because mm. we're not hold, we're not holding on to a faith in an outcome we're learning to how to hold on to God himself how to rest in his love how to trust his sovereignty and so um i i really tried to just kind of unpack the different facets of letting go of fig leaves, uh, smashing our idols, letting go of our expectations, but then laying, resting content in his love, you know, praying God-sized prayers. Uh, because I really do believe that it's not just this passive letting go and surrender, but it's like getting hold of God and actually partnering with him to bring his purposes to the earth. That's good. That, that's, yeah, no, I like, I like that because I, I do, the, the surrender part has been, become sort of a big part in my life during this yes, season. Yes, me too. But yet, I, I, I like that. It's not just a surrender, but it's, it's a holding on to the other. What do you, what do you see on the other side of that when you, when you decide, okay, I'm going to take that yeah. leap of faith. And sometimes it does feel like that, but yet there is assurance that we're not, we don't have faith in nothing or faith in faith. You know, right. it's, there's there's a rock solid something yes. on the other side of that faith. What do you see sort of the fruit of that letting go and then holding on being in your You touched on a couple of them just now, but I want you to kind of yeah. unpack some of those. Well, for me personally, you know, I've gotten really good at surrender. <laughs> <laughs> I talk about living beyond your dreams, you know, even those God dreams of doing something for his kingdom mm -hmm. that if we're not careful, the flesh can wrap around the call, you know? And, and so I've gone through the pruning of just laying down my idea of what God can and will do through me and just fall in love with him. But then how do I partner with what he might want to do? And I realized as I was writing the, the chapter on praying God-sized prayers that I had t often tamped down my desires because I didn't want to be disappointed. I didn't want to believe God for big things because what if, what if that wasn't his will for my life? Or what if I somehow missed it or messed it up? Yeah. And I just realized, you know what? Again, it comes back to a childlike faith on the good side of the equation that says, Daddy, I'm yours. Let's go on this great adventure of faith. And here's what I think would be really amazing, mm -hmm. right? But I'm not going to let it affect me that sometimes your answer is wait. <laughs> mm -hmm. Sometimes your answer is no, because you are a good, good father. And I think that's my prayer for this book is that I get so excited about. It's not us working up a greater amount of trust, but it's us encountering this trustworthy God. That's good. And realizing how, how big and mighty and worthy he is of our trust. And then just being available to partner with him here in this world. I, you know, I, I love that you brought that up because we as humans and even and in the church, sometimes, well, the Irish say that for every mile of road, there's two miles of ditch, right? <laughs> so we, we have a tendency 
to think sometimes that the part that we have to do, such as letting go of, you know, our stuff, uh, letting go of offense, letting go of past pain, letting go of all these things, uh, and then holding on to God, that is definitely a part of it. I mean, that's, that's like the, the start, I think. Yeah. But sometimes we think that, that I, now I have to finish it. In other words, I, yeah. I'm going to go on this exercise of faith or I'm going to go on this exercise of trust. Uh, and and re- you have to make that decision. I, I get that. But it, at some point, it's like you encounter, like you said, the, the God, the trustworthy God, the faithful God. And no amount of my own effort is ever going to match that. Mm-hmm. How much of this trusting thing, I know it's a two-part, but... Yeah. Is it is it is it ninety nine percent me and one percent God, or is it one percent <laughs> me, ninety nine percent God? You know what I'm saying? Oh, I totally do. I totally do. Well, you know, one of the things that kind of has helped me is to under you know I come to kind of look at faith as a noun. I have faith. I'm in the faith. Yeah. But that's always felt a little ethereal to me. I, you know, it's like okay, have faith, but trust is a verb. I know when I'm trusting and I know when I'm not. So there's that, just that really, just an ability to kind of be able to, to see when I'm trusting and when I'm not. And rather than beating myself up when I'm not, just running to the Lord and like the man in Mark 9, 24 say, Lord, I believe, but help my help unbelief. My unbelief. Hmm. Right? So bringing God into the equation, I, you know, Louisa Stead wrote that famous hymn, Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. But the last phrase of that chorus is, oh, for grace to trust him more. And I've just been praying that, Lord, on those times when I can't work up the faith or even the choice sometimes. I I can make a mental choice, but I know my heart isn't really there. Just to ask him for grace to trust him more. Because I really believe that trust is God's love language. And that's been revolutionary for me. I, I used to think that it was all the good works. It was it was doing the right spiritual contortions for Jesus or the right spiritual formula to get him to do what I wanted. But yeah. instead, it's choosing to trust him when I don't see and I don't understand. That's what brings him the greatest joy. Yeah, that is so true. And you, again, you're, you're, you're right on target. That, that whole... Lord, I believe, help my unbelief, which I, I love. I get that. But if you look at that passage, it's interesting because it, he's like, God, I know if, if you would, and Jesus is like, if, if. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's where he says, I believe, help my unbelief. And then Jesus told him what to do. And when, when our, we, a lot of times we come to God with our if, like you say, hesitancy. Right. And, you know, I know you can, I just don't know if you will. Right. And And Jesus says, look. Put, put that trust verb into action and yeah. see what happens. That's it. And that's when it happens. And that's, that's what happened in the story. So that our if has to turn into action and it's in trust that we, we do yeah. that. And that's when I think we see some really cool things. This is good. I, I, I totally agree. I just one little thought, oh, you yeah. know, I, I think sometimes we think we're trusting God for an outcome again. And, and he, he tells us, to bring our requests. Mm-hmm. 
But, you know, I'm reminded of Jesus's words to Mary and Martha, especially mm. specifically to Martha in Luke chapter 12, um, Luke chapter, oh, sorry, John chapter 11, when he says, where have you laid him? Speaking of Lazarus. Mm. And so they take him to the tomb and, and he says, roll away the stone. And Martha's like, oh, wait, whoa, 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 wait, not a good idea. Lord, he stinketh, right? Right, right. Jesus says these words, did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? Mm. And I think sometimes we so limit God by thinking, I'm going to trust you for an outcome, not realizing that in that act of trust and learning to believe him, we see him. We see his glory. And that's the great adventure of the surrendered life and and learning to let go so that we can hold on in faith. It's so good. You know, this is, this is, this is very good. If you're watching right now and you're like, okay, I I like, I like Joanna Weaver quite a bit. This is encouraging me. I want to show you something and let her tell you about it. This is her podcast called the living room and Joanna walk people through this a little bit. You bet. Well, I've just had the privilege of interviewing a lot of just Jesus hearted women and authors and just talking about topics that, that speak especially to a woman's heart. And it's always about the living room. You know, my first main book was having a Mary heart in a Martha world. So we play <laughs> on that, you know, Mary sitting at the Lord's feet. And yet I love that story because Jesus invited Martha to enjoy the better part as well. And I believe she had that holy makeover mm. as she's the one who ran down the street to find Jesus. And so that's my prayer, that it would just be an encouragement to go deeper with Jesus. And yeah, this it, it, it will be. So there's the URL right there, joinaweaverbooks.com. You can go there, embracingtrust.com as well, uh, and, and check out the new book. But most of all, I mean, I, I, I push the books and the podcasts and things like that on this program to give you guys resources. I don't get a cut. I wish I did. I should arrange that. I might be a wealthy man, but that's not why I'm here. I want you to take the things that Joanna said today and take them to heart and then take them to God and meditate on them and then look up the scriptures she referenced. And if, if we botched one of the references, just Google it. It's, it's easy. Okay. <laughs> you know, but these are the things that will change your life. These are the things that will take you to a whole new level and, and really get you to the fruit that you want. You just don't know how to get there always, like peace and contentment and just fulfillment. So um, anything you want to say before I let you go, Joanne? It's been a very, very good, uplifting conversation. Oh, uh, I, I, you know, I just, I just think God longs to know us and be known by us. Mm. And, you know, when we let that doubt and that fear stand in the way, I I love that while Adam and Eve ate from the wrong tree, Jesus hung from a different tree Mm. to bring us back into relationship with the Lord. And so we can bring all our doubt and our fear to him and he can give us grace to trust him more. So good. Thank you so much. I appreciate you being on with us today and sharing that. It's very encouraging. Oh, it's been an honor. Thank you, Randy. God bless you and all you do. Well, thank you very much. And all you guys out there watching, uh, you can go pre-order the book right now if you would like to. Maybe buy it as a gift for someone else. It's encouraging. This is this is just pure encouragement and helping you grow in the Lord. And it's just good for your soul. So appreciate you hanging out. Appreciate you subscribing, following, hitting share, hitting like. And come back. We've got so much, so much 
in the way of good encouragement here on Life Today Live. Do hit share. I need people to, to hear what people like Joanna say. Come back. We'll see you again next time here on Life Today Live.